I've had a few surgeries over the years. A C-section, my tonsils removed, corrective surgery to fix a bunion, got a few suspicious moles removed by a plastic surgeon with local anesthesia. With all of these, I'd have the same reaction slash experience coming out from those drugs. Mainly, feeling a little loopy or chatty, but otherwise like myself. However, about three to four years ago, I had the most unusual experience, and when I shared it with my husband, who was in the recovery room, it made that experience even more unusual. I was out of surgery after having my gallbladder removed. I was awake and lucid. The hospital staff had brought in some light snacks to my room, and I'd asked my husband to read me some news while I ate. He obliges me, and I'm sitting happily, nomming on some jello and crackers and sipping on my orange juice in the hospital bed, when all of a sudden, this feeling of urgency overtakes me, and I tell him, I need to lay down, now. I repeat this three times, then this is where my story and his completely diverge. He said I suddenly started convulsing and my eyes rolled up into my head. In a matter of seconds, the hospital staff rushed, reclined my bed, elevated my feet, and I came to like nothing happened. For me, I lived out an entirely different life in an entirely different reality, where I was working at a lab in some sort of scientific capacity. In this life, I'm a designer and my husband is the scientist. I was making some adjustments on a machine I was very familiar with in that life, but in this life, I couldn't tell you what it did. It was massive, though. It had a panel about 12 feet long with lots of dials and buttons and switches. I'd been working hard on solving this problem for a while, though I couldn't tell you exactly what the problem was now. Only that in that moment... I knew it had been a lifetime of research and trials, and that getting it right would help a lot of people, possibly even the whole world. The room was well lit, with large windows letting in a lot of natural light. The floor was made of a series of grates with panels you could pull up, presumably for maintenance on the vast bowels of the machinery. There was a doorway to my left and right. The room had a slight metallic smell, much like the old server rooms my dad used to take me to at DuPont. My lab coat was unbuttoned because it had been a long day of work. I had finally found the solution, and was about to input the final pieces needed to complete my project. I knew a lot of people were counting on me, but I also knew there were people who didn't want me to finish this project, as it would tip the scales of power. I had earlier gotten out of a meeting with the president of what country I couldn't tell you, only that places like the United States and China didn't exist there, and that didn't seem weird to me in the slightest. He had informed me that they were adding some extra guard details to my building to ensure my project wasn't sabotaged, seeing as I was close to completion. I didn't work for the government, but in some sort of mutual agreement with them. While there were other people in other parts of the building, the room I was in was limited access, and only a select group of people I trusted were allowed to enter, 
I would just sign off on some work one of those trusted people had come in to have me review, and they had just left the room. I was reflecting on how nice it would be to finally get a little vacation time, a rest from all this work, and spend it with my husband and family. Side note, in this world, my husband was the same person, but he stayed home and took care of the family, and our family was different in that world. Two kids when I actually have one. I was just about to do the final inputs and initiate the results, when all of a sudden, one of the grates in the floor opened up and pulled me down into the blackness by my feet. And I came to with a start and saw all the people around me and asked what was going on. My husband explained what happened and when I asked how long I'd been out, he looked at me oddly and told me it was only a few seconds. It took me a while to shake this horrible feeling that I had to get back there, where or whenever that was. And I had to finish my work because so many people were depending on me, and no one else knew how to work that machine except for me. I've learned from some of my nurse friends that people can sometimes have this odd physical reaction to a certain type of anesthesia when coming out of it, but no one's ever heard of this weird mental, which felt very physical, experience that I had in those few seconds. I sometimes get the odd feeling like that was the real world, and what I'm experiencing is the delusion. And ever since then, I occasionally experience those weird phantom noises just as I'm drifting off to sleep. But instead of bangs or other startling noises, like exploding head syndrome, mine are odd electronic beeps and chirps. Nothing in our house makes these noises, and these give me flashbacks of that place that I was doing important things in. Having just found this group, I'm not sure if this belongs here, so sorry if not. And I apologize for my grammar, it's awful, I know. This happened 17 years ago to my brother and I. It was in the month of June, and I remember the date as this happened. Whatever this was that happened, happened the day after my sister's wedding. It was at the venue that my sister and brother-in-law had chosen to have their evening reception at, and it was also a place I ended up working at for about six years some years later. The building is in the south of England and is very old. Some parts of it are well over 700 years old. It's a stately house surrounded by its own estate of woodland and fields. Over the years, parts of the house have been modified, so... It could be a little confusing in some areas, with around 40 rooms, and sometimes more than a couple ways to get to most of them. The main entrance is a very large, heavy wood double door set in an archway that opens out into the main banquet room, with windows all along the same side as the main door. The front of the main building is a large, open-grit drive, with a circular hedge about knee height to create a small roundabout for vehicles to turn around when dropping guests off. Immediately to the right of the main building is a church. 
Supposedly, it's one of the oldest churches in England, and has some of the ancestors of the family that owned the estate buried in the church ground, dating back to the 15th century. After the wedding and reception, my then-girlfriend, now wife, and I stayed at the house overnight in one of the rooms, as did all of my family. The day after the wedding, we all got up to a fully cooked breakfast, and all the guests started to leave. My brother and I, being ushers for the wedding, had lots of decorations and bits to sort, pack, and then fit into my car, only to find we would have to do more than one trip, which wasn't much of a problem, as at the time, I only lived 15 minutes away. So having packed the car with the first load, we asked the building manager if it would be okay to drop this lot off and come straight back to collect the rest. The lady was fine about it, and told us that there are three cleaners and her would be there for another hour, tidying up before they locked up the house for the rest of the weekend. So we went and dropped off the first load, and then returned leaving the car just outside the main door on the drive, in front of the hedge. We went in and said hi to the cleaner wiping down the tables, and waved to the manager sitting at the reception desk. We then started moving the second load of stuff to the car. After ten minutes later, the manager came over to tell us that they were just about ready to close up for the day, and asked if we were nearly finished. We were mostly done, but still had a few bit to move, and both my brother and I just needed to get a couple of things from our rooms. She said that's fine, and they will wait for us, so we put the last bits in the car and ran up to the room to get our last personal items, and then we went down to the main entrance to say goodbye and leave, only to find the entire place in darkness. All the lights were out, all the internal doors were locked, and after a few minutes of calling out and knocking on doors, we'd come to the conclusion that they all left. Thinking that it's a bit rude to just lock us in, we decided to leave only to find that the heavy wood front door had also been locked, and we were trapped inside. We tried to ring the manager, but got no answer. We tried to ring our parents, but got no answer. After we think for a bit, we decide the only thing we could do was climb out one of the windows from the main hall, pass the stuff through, and close the window the best we could from the outside, hoping that an alarm wouldn't go off. So, I opened it and climbed out. My brother handed me everything through the window, and then pushed it shut, and we packed everything into the car. We had one last look in the window, rang the manager again to no answer, then got in the car, and left. The driveway to the house was quite long, and winds through a couple fields with livestock in it, so you can't drive down it fast, and it takes a few moments to drive down the road. Just as I get to the bottom of the drive, my phone starts ringing. It was the manager. I thought she was replying to my calls, and when I answered, the manager told us that she and the cleaners were still waiting for us, and asked us to please get a move on. I told her that we just left, after having to climb out of the window as the place was all locked up and in darkness. She sounded very confused. She and the cleaners had been standing in the main hall waiting for us for the last 15 minutes. 
They hadn't locked anything up, and they hadn't seen my car for the entire time they had been waiting. Feeling freaked out, we turned around and went back up to the house, only to see that all the lights were on, front doors were wide open, and the manager and staff were inside. I went through the story again with the manager, and I remembered the window would still be open, but we found the window to be locked as they had been at least an hour earlier by one of the cleaners. I'm not sure if this belongs here, but I think this fits the bill. I'm on mobile, so sorry for any formatting issues. So, for some backstory, I recently have been moving around a lot. In the span of two months, I moved out of my apartment to go back home, and then from there my partner and I moved into his parents' house across the country. About a week before I left town, I stayed at a co-worker's place because I couldn't stay in my apartment the last week before I left. I lived out of a small suitcase for the time because all of my other stuff was taken to my mom's, thanks to a lovely friend. Once I got home, I shared a room with my sister. So, since I knew that I wouldn't be staying at my mom's house for very long... I kept all of my stuff boxed up, and would just rummage through them for clothes or whatever I might need. At the time, I had a suitcase that had some stuff in it, but I hardly went into it, and it stayed under the bed for a while. Well, at some point, I wanted something out of there, and so I opened it up and rummaged through it, and I found a car key that I didn't recognize. It was kind of broken and had tape on it. At first, I thought maybe it was my coworkers or her roommates, so I took a picture of it and sent it to them, asking if this was theirs. It wasn't, and they also checked if maybe it was someone else's, but still no dice. When my sister came home from work, I showed it to her and I asked her if she might know about it. When she saw it, Her eyes got big and she was like, Oh my god, no way. She took it from me and sent a picture to one of her co-workers, and then told me a story about a couple of nights ago at work. Her co-worker thought he lost his key in her car, but they tore through everything and even dumped out her purse just in case, but they never found it. It ended up turning into a joke at work that she stole it, because there's no other place it could be. He ended up getting a replacement key, but he wasn't upset because he needed one, since it was kind of broken. It ended up being his key, wildly, and we have no clue how it got there. Luckily, no one was mad, and no one thought she actually stole the key, but everyone thought it was strange. To be clear... I found the key in the middle of all the clothes and stuff in it, and I also hadn't been in it for a while. There's no reason that my sister would need to go in there and she said she hadn't been in it. There's also no reason it would have been there or it could have gotten there by accident. Luckily, even though his replacement key was expensive, 
He's just happy to have two keys in case of an emergency, and now has a weird story to tell others. Let me know what you think, and if you have any ideas on how it could have gotten there. So, I have bad sleeping habits, and I'm an insomniac. I also get horrible dreams, and I scream in my sleep. I thought a good sleep schedule and morning routine would help, so I made one and tried to stick with it. I sleep at around 8pm, I wake up first around 3am, I get a glass of water, I stretch, clean a bit, prepare breakfast, get my dad's lunch for work, do some dirty dishes, have a brisk shower, and take some time to check my emails and my phone. So far, so good. I'm sticking with it and get more productive by the day. But I have to ask, is time looping a glitch? This particular morning, it was Sunday. That meant church day. Also, my father doesn't work, so I can just not make his lunch. I wanted to skip my routine and sleep a bit more. I woke up aching, lying in a straight position with my legs hurting as it's over a pile of books and other stuff. I reached for my phone and saw it was 3am. I could also see how dark it was outside. I thought, nope, and decided to sleep again. I woke up again in a straight position and saw that it was a bit brighter at that point. I checked my phone again, and it was only 5am. Now, I'm already thinking of how I'm failing my hard work routine and how my chores are going to pile up, but I wanted to not go to church, and so, guiltily, I went to sleep again. But, to the weird part, I was expecting it to be bright and noon already when I woke up again. You know how your thoughts form even though your eyes are still closed? I was thinking that, and then... I woke up with an uncomfortable lying straight position. My legs were aching, so I had to stretch them. I thought, wait, that's weird, and reached for my phone to check the time. I got the shock of my life to see that it was 3am on my phone. It woke every cell of my body. I saw how dark it was outside again. I swear that couldn't be right, because... It was 5am the last time I checked. How was it 3 in the morning? In my shock, I sat straight and realized that I had to do my chores. I was just thinking how I ruined my sleep routine, but I didn't have to worry about that because that part rewound for me. I grudgingly did my routine that day, went to church too. I'm convinced that time looped back somehow, but for a silly reason. I told my friend I don't think he believes me. I wouldn't believe me either. I'd think I was just dreaming or remembering it wrong, but I know and I remember. I'm just happy it didn't loop multiple times like in the movies. This happened when I still lived with my parents. They were packing a case in their bedroom to go on a short trip. My mom called me to ask where her black trousers were, 
and whether I'd seen them anywhere because they weren't where she had left them. They were black jeans with an embellishment on the back pocket, and she only had one pair of these, which is important for later. I hadn't seen them, and had no idea why she was even asking me. I occasionally borrowed a jacket or shirt from my mom, but never trousers. Because I have long legs and can't seem to find many options that are both long enough and fit over my hips. She told me she laundered them the day before and laid them over the top of the rail in the third wardrobe from the wall, the same one she always keeps her trousers in. They were on top of the rail instead of on a hanger as normal because she knew she would want to pack them for the next day, so they would be right there to grab quickly. I helped her look through every single item in each of her eight wardrobes at the bottom and back of each one to make sure they hadn't fallen beneath the hung-up clothing and in every drawer, anywhere reasonable that they could have been mistakenly left. I even searched through the laundry, checking the washing machine and dryer, and checked in my own room. I'm an only child, so there was no one else beside my dad in the house at this point and my mom also checked that she hadn't already packed them. We couldn't find them anywhere, so my mom chose a different pair and went away without them. It seemed odd, but I thought maybe they would just turn up somewhere strange when one of us did laundry again. A few days later, my parents returned from their trip, and my mom started to unpack in her bedroom while we were talking about the trip. She opened the third wardrobe from the wall, and right there, hung over the rail, were the black trousers, exactly where she left them the day before she packed, and before they were nowhere to be found. She asked me if I could see them too, and I could, and we were both speechless. My mom was also irked that she went to the trouble of picking a whole new outfit for the other trousers she had to take instead, when the original choice was now right there. We've talked it over a lot, and we still can't find an explanation for how they were there one day, gone the next, and then back again in the original spot, when no one had stepped foot in the room since they left, and there was only one pair like them. We just came to the conclusion that, for whatever reason, those trousers were not meant to go on that trip. I've been following this sub for quite some time, and love hearing about people's experiences. I felt in the past like weird things have happened to me, but I always chalked them up to just being forgetful or just having a plain old fuzzy memory. Today was a little different. So I had friends over from school to practice some lab skills we needed to know for class. We were all chatting and talking about needle gauges for starting IVs. Quick background about me, I've got the septum of my nose pierced a few months back, but due to my school's uniform code, I can't have it visible. Even though now we are always wearing masks, I still get worried about a professor seeing it when taking a drink of water, eating, etc. 
The jewelry in my nose is an open ring with a ball at each end that can be screwed off if I wish to remove it. Also, I can simply flip up the ring when in school so that it's not visible. Back to the story. In this case, since I was in the presence of just friends and at home, I had it flipped out. I was fidgeting with it as we were all talking, and in a moment of silence, I accidentally twisted the ball too far and it went flying off my nose ring and audibly hit the floor. I gasped and said, Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me, because I thought I was just tightening the ball when I actually just threw it off my face. I then immediately showed my friends my nose ring with the ball missing, and they knew what was going on, and we all got down to the ground to start looking. Before we started really looking, I asked my friends if they heard it hit the floor, and my one friend said, Yeah, I heard it too, just uh, one bounce. Which is exactly what I heard. So we came to the conclusion that it probably hit the tile, and then bounced onto the rug. The three of us are basically crawling around the rug now, looking for this little tiny steel ball. I sit up for a second from looking, I feel my nose, and there it is. The ball is right on my nose ring and fully secured. I know this may sound like a silly circumstance, but it really freaked me out. My friend and I both heard the noise, and it was gone at one point, only to be put perfectly back where it belongs without my knowledge. So strange. I usually can find an explanation, but this time, there was really no logical answer that I could find. After reading some stories on this page, I remembered a weird experience I had a few years ago that I pushed to the back of my mind. I went to a small private college, so my friend group was small. One of the girls in my friend group ended up dropping out a couple of weeks into our first semester, and after that, no one kept in contact with her. I'll call her D so things don't get confusing. Fast forward a couple of years, and I'm working at a retail store in the mall. I'm checking a customer out, and D is checking out with the employee next to me. I couldn't speak to her, so I smiled and waved, and she looked confused, like... I was a complete stranger, but still waved back. I thought it was kind of weird, but I brushed it off, thinking maybe she just didn't remember me since we had only known each other for a short period of time. About six months after me seeing Dee at my job, I'm leaving school to go get lunch, and she's in the alley behind my school. She says my name, comes up to me and gives me a hug, and asks how I'm doing. She tells me that she's visiting the city and wanted to see if anyone comes out to smoke in the alley anymore. I tell her only myself and two other girls I was the closest with were still attending school, and that I had finally quit smoking because I was a few months pregnant. I was a little confused because of how our last interaction went because now I knew she definitely knew who I was since she went out of her way to see if we still spent our breaks in this alley. 
I'll also profess that I went to school in Chicago, so she really went out of her way to see if she could find us. I ended up asking her about this interaction from six months prior. She said she had no idea what I was talking about. When she said that, I got this weird feeling that I can't really explain. Like, I said I I was pregnant at the time, so I kind of just brushed it off and blamed it on my hormones and anxiety. The conversation was short because I had to get lunch and go back to class, but it's something I've always thought about. I'm not sure what that interaction was, because it was very strange, and I thought I would share it here. I also just want to add that I'm 110% sure I saw D at my job, and it was not someone who looked like her. One, because she had a tattoo on her arm that she designed herself, and two, I have an insane memory when it comes to remembering someone's face. I never forget a face. I've been messed up about this, so I thought this would be the perfect place. We both believe in glitches, and he's had many more than me. His are usually little, things misplaced, but this doesn't happen to me typically. Let me set this so you can understand. We live in a manufactured home, a trailer, and our bedroom is on the opposite side of the other two bedrooms. Where our bed is looks directly out into the kitchen, living room, and down the hall. We have our own bathroom right outside of our bedroom. If you open the bathroom door and go completely straight, it leads to the back door, and outside, obviously. I was in bed sitting up, waiting for him to get out of the bathroom so we could cuddle, watch TV, and relax before bed, our normal nightly routine. He came out, and he went towards the back door. He quit smoking, but now vapes and continues to go outside to do so. So I assumed that's what he's doing, or grabbing clothes for work in the morning. I'm staring into the hall to see if he's coming back, because it's taking longer than usual. As five minutes pass, I'm wondering what he's doing. As I wait for him to come in, and still nothing. My phone lit up, so I looked down to check the notification for literally a split second. I look up, and he's all the way at the other end of the trailer, walking into one of the kids' rooms. The way he was walking into the bedroom would be the exact way he would have walked to the back door. As anyone who has ever been in a trailer knows, these things are very long. I completely freaked out. I don't understand what just happened. There's no possible way he went across the entire trailer in a split second of me looking down. I never saw him leave from the back door area. I was looking the entire time. I assumed it was a glitch, but that didn't make me feel better considering what I just saw didn't make any sense. I was so freaked out and I felt crazy. I didn't tell him for a few weeks after. At that point, he didn't remember that mundane moment, so he couldn't help me put it together. Writing this now, I feel it's not sounding quite as crazy, but it was the most crazy thing 
glitch, whatever you want to call it, that I have ever witnessed. That was, my friends, a collection of glitch in the Matrix stories, as you know and as you love, because a lot of people love these ones, so hopefully you did too. All that said, friends, if you did enjoy this, please do consider hitting that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. You can also hit the thumbs up button, let me know what you thought in the comments, and follow me on all my social media platforms to let me know how much you're enjoying the channel. If you really want to support the channel a little more than the norm, than the... Than the and the, 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 that's that. Um, you can also support over Patreon or channel memberships on both sides. A dollar a month gets you early access to all my content. As long as I get it up, you get to watch it early. So, usually do. Sometimes don't, usually do. Like 99% of the time I do. So, well, that's it, friends. Let's move on to this week's word of the week. Now, last week's word was hutch, and that's a really hard word to use, yet... Some of you lovely folks still managed it. So let's go ahead and look at those. First up, we have Annie Red DJ that said in the specific comment, the second one there, Interestingly enough, I have a hutch in my living room with several reference books, including a Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary for scrap purposes. Good usage. Next up, we have Eliza H. I enjoyed listening to these stories much more than watching Starsky and Hutch. Of course, those TV shows were a long time ago good use of the word. Not the same definition, but I'll allow it because it does work out pretty damn well. So, thank you, Eliza. Next up, Jose Cuevas. My son likes it when you give us a word to use, but he says hutch is a difficult word to use, but little does he know, we used it in this comment. Yes, you did, Jose. Good job. <laughs> Anyways, next up, 242 Reads, good friend of mine. Go sub to her channel, as always. These stories really hit me today. I've been hit by a lot of deja vu, but I cannot change what I'm doing in them. I realize after it's done. Now let me go over to my hutch to write you a new story. Maybe about a snake wearing a suit. I will not forget that I owe you lovely folks a picture of a snake wearing a suit someday. It'll happen. Don't worry. I did the possum already. And then lastly, but not leastly, we have T. Savand. Your channel is like a magical speaking hutch of strange storybooks. I'm hooked. I loved it. Thank you, Tisavon. Love it very much. Now, let's move forward to this week's Word of the Week. This week's Word of the Week, so saith the Collegiate Dictionary, is peak, to reach a maximum. As of capacity, value, or activity often used without. To cause to come to a peak, point, or maximum. Hope you can use that one in a good one. Well, that's it, friends. I hope you have a beautiful week, and I know I'm going to see you in the next video. So, until then, sleep well.